What is going on, Foxborough football fans? We have had an eventful 12, a little bit more than 12 hours or so. We call it eventful 24 hours here with the New England Patriots. And I'm here to talk about it. Kyrie Thompson with First in Foxborough. Make sure you download, subscribe, listen, stream it on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to the big news. The New England Patriots announced via press release on Thursday evening that they will do two things that I think some of us maybe suspected they might do, but did not think that they were going to publicly announce. Number one, they are apparently in talks right now to extend Gerard Mayo, current linebackers coach with the team, and keep him on the coaching staff for the foreseeable future. Next, they are going to hire an offensive coordinator. Like legitimately hire an offensive coordinator, which again, I don't, I think they have not hired an outside coordinator by my last count. I mean, maybe the history is wrong on this since 2009, when they brought in Scott O'Brien from the Denver Broncos as a special teams coordinator, this is just not something the Patriots do. They do not go outside the trusted Bill Belichick circle. It's always internal hires or you know, guy, guys you know through somebody else, or yeah, I got a good recommendation through a friend or what have you. But usually it's it's all about guys that start that, that were in New England and then they are promoted to coordinator, play caller, insert title here. So this is a really, really interesting process that we might finally have. For the first time in more than a decade, somebody who was not with the New England Patriots last year come in and serve as, as a legitimate offensive coordinator. So, look, let, let's get to the implications of what these announcements mean, for one thing. Okay, so we had been hearing reports that Gerard Mayo was getting and, and still is getting defensive coordinator and head coaching interviews for other teams. As a matter of fact, Mayo apparently still has an interview scheduled with the Carolina Panthers for their head coach position while apparently the Patriots are working on extending him to, to stay on their staff. But again, that's just, I mean, we'll, we'll see what, what happens here, but we don't know that that means they are going to be making him the defensive coordinator because you got to think of the delicate balance of what they're dealing with here. For the last few years, Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick have been sort of de facto co-coordinators on the defense where, I mean, you hear things like Gerard Mayo does a lot of the game planning and a lot of the kind of legwork during the week, and Steve Belichick calls the plays. Okay, so I don't know that you're going to have a situation where Gerard Mayo is now all of a sudden the defensive coordinator and what Steve Belichick just goes back to being the outside linebackers coach, doesn't call plays anymore. He's been calling them the last couple of years. And I mean, quite frankly, whatever you think of Steve Belichick having that kind of job on the New England Patriots, he hasn't done a bad job. So, I mean, that would be very interesting if they just straight up promoted him to defensive coordinator. But look, regardless of what happens, I get the idea that the Patriots – want to keep Gerard Mayo around with the idea that maybe he could be the heir apparent to Bill Belichick. I mean, look, with a guy like Gerard Mayo, he could he could go anywhere. 
Okay. I mean, he's only been coaching for a few years now and he's already getting defensive coordinator and head coaching interviews. He's impressing everybody he steps into the room with in those capacities. I mean, he's got the charisma. He's got the respect of the players. He was a productive player for a long time. He is a leader. That's what you hear about him a lot. He is a leader of men. That whole, that, that buzz phrase that everybody likes to use about head coaches. He's got all that. He, he could absolutely go someplace else and, and coach right now. But if he really wants to be here, and this is the intriguing part about what's going on, the Crafts basically decided, look, we want you here. We're going to figure out what it takes to keep you here. Josh McDaniels was on the verge of leaving for the Indianapolis Colts a couple of years ago until Robert Kraft stepped in with the Godfather offer and basically said, we will make you the highest paid offensive coordinator in football in order for you to stay here. He's making like $4 million. That's that's borderline head coach money right there to run the offense. So they stepped in with that offer to keep Josh McDaniels in town. And it looks like they're doing that potentially with Gerard Mayo. Hey, look, we want to let you know how much we value you. Yeah, I mean, maybe you'll be the defensive coordinator. Maybe you won't. But if you stick around, you just might be the clubhouse leader to take over for Bill Belichick when his time comes, which, again, you got to think about this. Bill Belichick is 19 wins currently away from passing Don Shula for the all-time wins record for head coaches in the NFL. That's two years, three years tops, assuming they keep on winning at the floor that they've been at, you know, eight, nine wins or so. Okay. That, I mean, in theory, if they have a better season, they improve over the next couple of years, it could happen within two years. And then after that, I've got to be honest, at, at, he's 70 years old now. And then if he gets it in three years, it'll be 73. How much longer do you think Bill Belichick wants to stick around and do this job? What more else does he have to prove? So I think that this is this is under five years. We are we are now at the under five year warning for Bill Belichick to to leave the stage and they need a succession plan. And it looks for for everything that was put out there yesterday and, and what it might mean. It looks like Gerard Mayo just might be the succession plan for the New England Patriots. I mean, obviously, you'd still, I, I think, have to go through the interview process, decide what you want to do. But Gerard Mayo could well be that guy. Now, the other part of this, while while we're talking about the announcement that was made, is that we're now going to be talking about offensive coordinator. So whatever happens with Gerard Mayo, I, I think that he's going to stay and that there will probably be some kind of, if not defensive coordinator, maybe he's your assistant head coach. I mean, that's something that, for example, the Detroit Lions are doing with uh, Deuce Staley, or at least the running back coach and assistant head coach. You could absolutely do that, okay? But it looks like Gerard Mayo's probably going to stick around. It'd be really kind of surprising unless he did get a head coaching job offer if he were to take that. Now, that would be something else. But assuming he doesn't leave for you know a defensive coordinator position or, or more lateral move, I think he'll be here. Now, the other part of this is the offensive side. Who is going to be here as the offensive coordinator? We know at this point it's not going to be Matt Patricia. Okay, He's not going to be that guy. All of our fears have been assuaged in, in that regard. Mac Jones is going to have a new voice in his ear. One way or another, I mean, look, again, 
you had to know that Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, they all knew when they got in those rooms together to meet this week that whatever happened with the offense could not happen again. It was not good enough. And I don't think Bill Belichick was too proud to admit that. It simply wasn't good enough. So where do you go from here? The big names that have been mentioned, right? Bill O'Brien, Cliff Kingsbury, Chad O'Shea's been brought up in there of late, Zach Robinson and Nick Cayley. I, I think those are probably your top five because look, the first thing you got to you got to take into account here is that basically any coach that comes in, they've got to have New England Patriots ties one way or another. I feel like we're probably past the point of, you know, just going out and hiring some hot new splashy coordinator or, or what have you from another team and bringing in you know, totally new, fresh ideas and totally fresh, new perspectives from another organization. Nah, man, Bill, Bill Belichick wants to do this his way. And he wants to do it with people that he trusts. And people that he trusts are going to execute his vision, the way that he wants this done. Now, Bill O'Brien, to me, is the obvious choice. He's the number one. He's the biggest fish in the pond here. He is going to be free from his contract soon from Alabama. I'm sure they could execute this quicker if, if they wanted to. So, I mean, look, if you're talking about the candidates that are out there, to me, Bill O'Brien is, is the best choice for what the Patriots want and what their criteria likely are in terms of we got to have, you know, a former Patriot guy, you know, somebody who knows how this goes with Bill Belichick, somebody who understands the, the system and and our way of doing things. I mean, the, the track record is clear. I mean, he worked with Tom Brady on one of the best offensive seasons the Patriots ever had in 2011, back when it was, you know, after Josh McDaniels left and you had your two tight end system that they unlocked with Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. They went to the Super Bowl that year. They were prolific. I mean, that, that's got Bill, Bill O'Brien's handprints all over it. And then you've got, he goes to Penn State as a head coach. In, in a really a, a rough situation because that was right after the Joe Paterno situation blew up with Jerry Sandusky and the child abuse scandal that happened there. And that was just like total, uh, you know, job non grata uh, around college sports and, and really, you know, football period. And Bill O'Brien takes that job, does a solid job with it and kind of works through that program in one of its darkest moments and uses that to springboard into the NFL as a head coach with the Houston Texans. And look, I mean, for, for all the way that it ended, I mean, once they gave him personnel control and he starts alienating DeAndre Hopkins and then, and then they are terrible and then he gets fired. Before that, I mean, they went to the playoffs four times and they did it with like Matt Schaub and, and like Case Keenum and then Deshaun Watson comes along. I mean, he had a track record of success with quarterbacks. And then he goes to Alabama. And even though I think a lot of people were like looking at what they did the last couple of years, specifically this year with Alabama and saying, look, this is not up to standard, what we're used to Bryce young working with Bill O'Brien. I mean, yeah, Bryce young's awesome. I mean, he's a very good player just in his own right. No denying that, but they're talking about him as a possible number one overall pick in this draft. And that's after working with Bill O'Brien. OK, he knows the college game. He knows the pro game. And I think he's going to be able, if, if he ends up being the guy, 
to translate that knowledge directly into working with Mac Jones, both from his past experience with the Patriots and how they like to do things, but also, look, he worked with Alabama. He had a little bit of interaction with Mac Jones before Mac went to the Patriots, before he went to the pros. So I think that that is probably, especially if you're talking about Mac specifically, that might be the best matchup, the best fit and pairing for him. With a dark horse candidate for, for that being Nick Cayley, the internal candidate that I think is probably going to get a shot to interview for this job, whom apparently the Crafts really like. They, they were probably part of making sure that Josh McDaniels didn't take him over to the Las Vegas Raiders. They kept him in the building. They blocked him from interviewing. And it seemed like a natural progression that, yeah, you go from tight ends coach and then you end up being, I don't know, if not quarterbacks coach, you end up being the offensive coordinator, you call plays, what have you. And they passed him over for Matt Patricia and Joe Judge basically because they were on discounts. So yeah, why not? They can coach anything, right? No, they didn't. And I would have to think that that probably doesn't feel too good if you're Nick Cayley to be passed over for Matt Patricia. And, and that might be something in the hiring process. People are going to be wondering, why did that happen? Why were they passing you over for, for those two goons? I mean, were you not ready? And, and that, that's the sort of thing that is being asked. I mean, was he not ready to take on that role? So I don't know if that, I mean, that might hurt him in regards to getting a bunch of interviews and, and opportunities elsewhere for, for a, a, a promotion. But here... You got to wonder what his chances are, because look, out of all of these guys, if you're talking about Bill O'Brien, Chad O'Shea, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, what have you, he knows the personnel the best because he's been here. He's been here since 2017. He was there for the ending of the Brady era. He's been here for both of Mac Jones' seasons. And you also think to yourself, hey, maybe he could unlock those two tight ends that you got on your roster that you're probably going to have both of them next year because you can't get rid of Jonu Smith unless you trade him. So you got to figure out how to make that work. And maybe Nick Cayley's got some ideas to do that. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, he's 39 years old. He's plenty young. I would think that there's probably still some you know, freshness, maybe some, some creativity and offenses he looks at around the league. And then maybe I can incorporate some of that into what we have. And maybe I can more effectively bridge the Josh McDaniel stuff with the stuff that we did last year, because it looked like there was a huge disconnect between trying to get to, you know, a complicated. And, and again, what we've heard kind of backwards terminology, non-intuitive Josh McDaniels offense to this super stripped down version where you change a bunch of protection calls and, and the communications, and it just didn't work out. Maybe Nick Cayley can bring back some of the more familiar things that just made sense to guys. And I think just on top, on top of that, I mean, you would, in theory, if you have Gerard Mayo and Nick Cayley here, maybe you've got the foundation for you know, a, a young coaching staff that's going to help bring you into the future, get you ready for the future when Bill Belichick is gone. Then, hey, if Nick Cayley does a good job, maybe he's got an opportunity to go someplace else. We will see. I want to talk about Chad O'Shea a little bit because he's a guy who was here from 2009 to 2018 as the wide receivers coach before he left to go to Miami with Brian Flores. He was the offensive coordinator there for a year. It did not work out. He was fired after one season. And then he goes on to 
the Cleveland Browns and was working with Kevin Stefanski down there. And, and that's where things get interesting with Chad O'Shea, because not only has he been with the New England Patriots, but he is currently uh, serving it as the pass game coordinator for the Cleveland Browns under Kevin Stefanski. And you might say, okay, their offense wasn't really looking that great this year, and, and they're not necessarily known as an offensive powerhouse. But the philosophy could be interesting because that means that O'Shea's been learning under Stefanski, who learned from Gary Kubiak, who learned from Mike Shanahan, whom Bill Belichick apparently is very intrigued by getting elements of the Shanahan offense in New England. And obviously that did not work out last year, but arguably it didn't work because you didn't have the right teachers. I don't know there was a personnel thing anymore. I think the personnel probably could have run some of these outside zones and, 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 and the boot play actions. I think they probably could have done it. They just didn't have a real offensive coordinator to teach them how to do that. Chad O'Shea could help you do a little bit more of that. So I'd be very intrigued what that interview could look like if they do end up interviewing him. Albert Breer suggested that things didn't necessarily end very well with O'Shea and the Patriots when he left back in, you know, in 2019 to go to Miami with Brian Flores. But look, there's no time like the present to patch things up and you can't argue with the experience, the familiarity with this system and what he could potentially help you out with on the other side of things with, again, that more Shanahan offense that's really in vogue right now and maybe help you teach it up the right way. You'll notice that I haven't talked a whole lot about Cliff Kingsbury and Zach Robinson at this point. And maybe this is bias on my part. Maybe I'm reading too much into this or I'm being too stringent. But I feel like there's a difference between knowing the New England Patriots system from being in it as a coach and knowing what being a coach here means, which you hear about the time requirements and, and again, working under Bill Belichick and knowing how, how to navigate that relationship. I feel like there's a difference between that and being drafted as a sixth or seventh round pick as a quarterback by the New England Patriots once upon a time and like carrying Tom Brady's shoulder pads or, you know, crunching film behind the scenes or like, getting coffee for somebody. I, I don't know. And, and especially not being here particularly long in either one of those cases. I mean, it's a connection to the Patriots, obviously, because they they played here under Bill Belichick and they saw Tom Brady and, and, and took in bits of the system. And I'm sure they probably know bits of it, but I just don't know that that's a strong enough connection to me that you would want to go ahead and be like, oh yeah, we got to totally bring that guy in. Then when you're talking about Cliff Kingsbury, maybe if they're interested in hiring an offensive coordinator, they don't mind as much this idea that they might have to pay some of Cliff Kingsbury's contract extension that he has with the Arizona Cardinals through 2027, you know, as long as it's only a portion of it. Maybe they're not as worried about that, but if they are, then I don't know that Cliff Kingsbury makes quite as much sense. And then you have to talk about what Cliff Kingsbury does offensively. This, this idea that he comes from the air raid system, which Bill Belichick is not about to run air raid. That is not going to happen. And, and I don't think he wants to do that with Mac Jones. And then, of course, you've got to ask yourself, is Cliff Kingsbury's offense, his downfield kind of passing offense, 
Does he want to do that with a quarterback like Mac Jones, who's a little bit more of a pure pocket passer without extremely dynamic arm talent? Would he rather just wait until he gets a chance to work with somebody else? Or, and, 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 and rather, or perhaps an and, if the Patriots were to hire somebody like a Bill O'Brien, would Cliff Kingsbury want to come in as a consultant of some kind, you know, work, work and, and dabble in it and not necessarily have to be nose to the grindstone all the time. And of course he's still getting paid by the Cardinals. So it doesn't matter. And they, and they wouldn't be able to hinder that if he comes in as less than, than a coordinator. So maybe there's a role for Cliff Kingsbury here, but I don't know that I see it being the main offensive coordinator, especially when he's been out on his own, doing his own thing for so long. And then he's going to have to come in and basically adapt and, and basically mute himself for Bill Belichick to do things the way that he wants to do. I don't know that that's something that Cliff Kingsbury would want to do, but if he were just able to come in and be like, Hey, uh, let me lend my expertise in a couple of different ways here and, and give you some unpredictable qualities to your offense, show you how to modernize it a little bit. Maybe he could be down with that. As far as Zach Robinson to, to me, again, he, he was drafted by the Patriots as a seventh round pick back in, in 2010, he was cut, and you don't really hear from him again. I just don't know that that's that's a, a strong enough connection to have been there, you know, that long ago. And he's been with McVay, so that's one thing, right? Oh yeah, you could bring the McVay offense and have a conversation around that. I mean, he's he's only just been a position coach for one year. He's a relatively new coach. He doesn't necessarily have experience. I don't think they want to go down that route with a a really young kind of. I don't know, mystery box kind of coach. I feel like more likely than not, they would want to go with a coach that has been here and done that and called plays and 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 had success, understands what the grind is like, which is why Bill O'Brien kind of screams, you know, like, pick me, pick me if he's interested and if the Patriots were to offer him that job. And and again, I just feel like with with Zach Robinson, you could have you could have Chad O'Shea with you know who also has those connections to the Shanahan McVay kind of style offense you could have him do that with the benefit of actually having called called plays before which Zach Robinson has not yet done in the NFL to my knowledge so I mean yeah maybe you bring him in for an interview and see what what it sounds like and, and pick his brain a little bit about the kind of things that he would do but I'm kind of leaving Zach Robinson off the list, and I'm sort of leaving Cliff Kingsbury off the list of people that I think are really strong candidates and who probably are more likely to be offensive coordinators with the New England Patriots. The other thing to talk about, and I mean, it's it's not it's not the easiest thing to to address, right? Is the fact if you're going to be doing the offensive coordinator hiring process, that means that you have to interview multiple minority candidates. Because that's what the the Rooney Rule now mandates, um, you know, it has mandated that since 2020. So that's going to be something the Patriots have to do. I have no idea how public they're going to make any of that. I mean, maybe they'll disclose it to the league just to let you know. Oh yeah, we we totally did this, or you know, it might get leaked someplace else just to let you know. Hey, we totally interviewed a couple of brown people for this job. I just wanted to make that clear to everybody. Um, but I think that. Most likely, minority candidates are not going to really factor into this so much as, yeah, let's go ahead and fulfill the rule and then go hire who we really want to hire, you know, because Bill O'Brien is, you know, maybe our our prized, uh, you know, 
prized fish in the pond, so to speak. So maybe you see somebody like an Ike Hilliard or an Antoine Randall who are both successful receiver coaches right now. Maybe you see somebody like that get an interview. Maybe Pep Hamilton gets an interview because right now he, I mean, he's an offensive coordinator. He's called plays. He's been in that position. He's been in that seat uh, for a, a couple of rounds now. And he's, he's got plenty of experience and he's currently, I think, looking for a job because they fired Lovey Smith down in Houston. Pep Hamilton was their offensive coordinator last year. So, I mean, his, his status is probably in limbo right now. And I don't know that they're going to retain him. So that could be an easy one. Like, Hey, go ahead and interview, uh, down with me in, in, you know, uh, in new England and, you know, get on your way and interview everywhere else. Um, but I don't think they would hire Pep Hamilton to be the offensive coordinator for the new England Patriots. So I think that's just one thing to monitor seeing who gets into the interview process as sort of Rooney rule, satisfying candidates. And also I'm curious to see how the Patriots handle it and how they handle, uh, especially if they don't go with a minority candidate, some of the, yeah, well, uh, that was expected because, you know, New England's not really about that and and, and kind of the, the criticism that they might face in, in a similar way to what org, other organizations have faced for passing on minority candidates or doing, you know, quote unquote, non-serious or like sham interviews. And again, that's not me saying anything specific about oh yeah, like I, I think that the Patriots like don't like black coaches or whatever. I mean, they've got a pipeline of black coaches, right? They've got Gerard Mayo, whom you know might be the heir apparent in New England. They've got Demarcus Covington on the defensive line. They've got Troy Brown and Ross Douglas in the wide receiver room. So I mean, that's not what I'm saying at all. It's just the reality of the NFL. Look, a lot of it is about who you know, who you think reflects your values the best, and and uh, you know who you see yourself in, and that that whole relationship, right? And also, I mean, look, who's the most qualified candidate for the job in this particular cycle? If you're looking at all the criteria that I think New England wants, it's probably Bill O'Brien, and that's okay. That is what it is. And if Bill O'Brien ends up being the guy, yeah, it might have been a foregone conclusion, but I feel like you you couldn't argue in that case that he was the most qualified person for the job. I just think it'll be really interesting to see how they navigate this because they have not done it in the two years since the Rooney rule was implemented for coordinators. So, hey, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a fascinating offseason one way or another. I'm Kyrie Thompson. This has been First in Foxborough. I'm going to keep you posted on how this all turns out over the next couple of weeks. Till then.